Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. The two-point conversion has become a thrilling element in football, adding an extra layer of strategic decision-making and excitement to the game at all levels. However, its history reveals a fascinating journey of experimentation and gradual adoption in the NFL, the NCAA, and the National Football Federation of High School Rules. We'll talk more about it in today's episode, coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to another edition where we get to talk about the history of the rules of football. And today, we're going to talk about the dreaded and anticipated two-point conversion in football at multiple levels but before we get to that let's make sure you're aware of our newsletter it comes out each and every day uh, totally free you can cancel at any time and it's easy to sign up for go to the show notes of this very podcast or at the top of pigskin dispatch or jerseydispatch.com and also maybe take a look at uh, while you're on those pages as we have our book out the world's greatest pro gridiron team the 1903 Franklin All-Stars is out on Amazon, and we have a link on Pigskin Dispatch that you can check that out as well. Now, the story of the two-point conversion. You know it's that item that usually comes up at the end of a game where teams are down and they have an opportunity to to maybe catch up in the score or make it a three-point game or a seven-point game. But that's generally where coaches start to go for two-point conversions. Now, there was a trend probably five, ten years ago where maybe teams were trying a little bit more at the two-point conversion when they moved the extra point line back from the three-yard line in the NFL to the 15-yard line, making the kick just a little bit harder to, to obtain. But the odds still say to kick the ball, it's a better chance getting that one point easier than getting the two point. We'll go over the percentages of those in just a little bit. But our story of the two point conversion starts back in 1922. Uh, we got this from an article Timothy B. Brown wrote on footballarchaeology.com back a couple years ago. And Tim tells us that 
the awarding of one point for successful kick following a touchdown uh, or a running play, pass play, or drop kick was started back in 1922 at the college level. It was also adopted because all college rules were adopted by the NFL for about 10 years or so. And this remained the standard in college football until 1958 when the rules maker recognizing the need for offensive innovation and some scoring opportunities introduced the two-point conversion attempt. Teams could now choose to run or pass the ball from the three-yard line for two points while successful kick still earned just one point from those same lines so you can see there's an advantage a touchdown could go from six points to eight real quick with that two-point conversion makes a big difference in a close game in recent years the ncaa rules committee has modified the rules to say that a two-point conversions are mandatory after touchdowns scored once the third overtime session and beyond has been reached. You don't have to do it in the first two OT sessions, but once that third one, fourth and beyond, you have to start going for two. The kicks are no longer a valid scoring system. Now the NFL initially resisted adopting two-point conversion, you know, back in that 1958 season when college in eventually the lower levels, high school and below adopted it. The American Football League it embraced it as part of its rule book from its inception in 1960 and during its nine-year existence until the merger with the NFL. And it provided some valuable data that showcased the strategic potential of the two-point conversion. In the late 1960s, as the merger talks between the NFL and AFL progressed, the NFL briefly experimented with a two-point conversion in 1968. However, it wasn't until the early 90s that the NFL used it in NFL Europe and also known as the World League of American Football at some points. And they experimented with it more extensively and it got enough data where in 1994 that proving ground ended up leading to adoption in the NFL, uh, allowing them to see the impact of what it could do for the game. And boy, it did certainly make an impact. So in 1994, after the two-point conversion officially arrived in the NFL, uh, but with a slight twist, instead of the three-yard line used in college football in the AFL, the NFL opted for the two-yard line for the conversion uh, start to occur for both the kicks and the running plays going for two uh, at that point in time. As we just said a little bit ago, eventually, a few years ago, they moved it back for kicking to the 15-yard line, creating more of a challenging attempt. Now, the very first person in the NFL to score on a two-point conversion was Tom Tupa of the Cleveland Browns uh, when he did that very first honor of scoring that two-point conversion uh, in a 1994 week one game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So Tom Tupa became that as your trivia question when you're at your local watering hole. The most conversions of two-point in nature scored by one NFL player belongs to Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Marshall Falk, who had seven regular season and one postseason conversion to his credit. Hot on his heels is Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, who in the middle of the 2023 season 
has scored some and it takes him up to seven total conversions in his career and he could catch and overtake Falk at some point even uh, during this 2023 season. We'll have to wait and see that. Now the two-point conversion has played a pivotal role in some of the most memorable moments in football history including it has been converted 10 times so far in Super Bowls which is quite exceptional. Uh, the most notable one of these is probably James White two-point conversion in Super Bowl 51 for the New England Patriots. Uh, it's how it stands as a prime example contributing to their historic comeback against the Atlanta Falcons in that wild finish. And then Danny Amendola scored another two-point conversion in overtime to help the Pats overtake the Falcons after being down 28-3. to They come back and win that game 31-28, Super Bowl 51. Pretty exciting finish there. Now, statistically, studies suggest that the two-point conversion holds a success rate somewhere between uh, the low 40% and 55%, slightly lower than the single-point uh, attempt with kicking it, which is about 90%, and the data informs strategic decisions with coaches analyzing the game situation and probability of conversion before making these crucial calls. Now, in fact, one of the coaches, a very famous coach, when he was in his college days, Dick Vermeil, developed the following chart uh, while coaching at UCLA in the 1970s. Now, we have the entire chart listed uh, on pigskindispatch.com on this particular uh, episode. And it basically says, uh, if you lead by one point, you go for two. Uh, and you know it goes right down the line. Uh, until you get to over 20 points, uh, you want to go for one. It's just, except for, you know, basically the only times you go for two is when you're uh, up by 19 points, 16 points, 12 points, 11 points, 9 points, and 5 points, as well as 2 points and 1 point. That's when you go for two, which is kind of a statistical and uh, how you want to do that. So a very interesting chart there. You can check that out, pigskindispatch.com. Now, there was also brought after the uh, offense being able to score two points on a conversion. How about the defensive two-point conversions? And the concept of a defensive two-point conversion emerged in college football in the 1988 season. And it first was committed that same year when St. John's defeated Iona College 26-24, marking the first instance of this feat in a college game. Since then, only one player, Tony Holmes of the Texas Longhorns, has achieved the remarkable feat of scoring two defensive point conversions in a single game, which occurred against Iowa State Cyclones in 1998. Twice in one game, that was one tired young man after that game was done, going you know, some 97 yards twice. Well, in the NFL, the defensive two-point conversions were not allowed until 2015 when the league owners implemented the rule. The first player to score a defensive two-point conversion in the NFL was Stephon Anthony of the New Orleans Saints, who returned a blocked extra point by Graham Gano of the Carolina Panthers on December 6, 2015. The following year, December 4th, 2016, Eric Berry of the Kansas City Chiefs made history by becoming the first player to return an interception for a two-point conversion, picking off a pass from Matt Ryan 
of the Atlanta Falcons and taking it to the house. Now, they've modified the rules a little bit so the defenses cannot uh, willingly commit a penalty to try to set up uh, a two-point conversion return defensive two-point conversion so that is ruled out because you know how strategists would do that just to try to gain an advantage but where does the future hold of two-point conversions now as the game evolves the two-point conversion continues to be a topic of discussion and debate some argue for adjustments to its implementation while others believe it adds a valuable element to the game i don't think it's going anywhere because it's become a solidified piece of the game regardless of its future development the two-point conversions journey from its experimental beginnings to its current prominence underscores its impact with the ever-changing landscape of football and the need for fans to see scoring happening on the field. And that's uh, quite a a testament to what this uh, event in football is. And it's just an exciting play. And it's uh, going to stay, I think, because uh, it's very instrumental at all levels of football. Now everybody has a two-point conversion. And it's a good thing for the game. So hope you enjoyed this little bit of history on one of the elements of scoring in football, the two-point conversion. Hope you'll join us as we go through football history multiple times a week on the podcast every single day on pigskindispatch.com. And like we said, you can catch all of that in the newsletter as well as what's going on in Jersey Dispatch for a total well-rounded sports history daily in your email inbox for free. So till next time, everybody, have a great gridiron day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sports. 
historynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.